Welcome to Defeat PPD. I am your host, Ariel Wozniak, and this is episode number five. So, are you tired of researching your symptoms on Google and self-diagnosing? I know I am. I will tell you a little bit about me and my experience with Dr. Google. So I have a genuine love for knowledge. I always have. I've always loved school. Um, I've always just liked knowing and knowing information. So the era of Dr. Google was one that, uh, that I caught on to very quickly. I am a person who, as soon as I feel a symptom, I want to research it and see what it is that I have. And I'm sure we all know by now that you put in one symptom into Google and it comes back with a worst case scenario. And now you've diagnosed yourself with some terminal disease and you've only got a couple of days to live. For the average person, that's probably not a big deal. Um, Not to say that a terminal disease is not a big deal, but it's probably not a big deal to feel that for just a moment. And then you kind of rationalize and you come back to yourself. But for someone who is struggling with postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, you've already got all of that tension built up. And so that can be just kind of something that propels you off of a ledge. So with me personally, in my battle with postpartum anxiety specifically, I've had so many different types of symptoms. So I've had floaters in my eyes. I've had a ringing in my ear. Um, I've had heart palpitations. I've had all these different things happen. And so naturally, I've wanted to figure out what they are. What does this mean? Am I going blind? Do I have some sort of brain tumor? Am I having an aneurysm? Am I having a heart attack? All these different things, I just had to know with certainty whether or not something bad was going to happen. And so it got to a point where I would spend hours on end, literally hours, researching any little symptom, Um, whether that was something that was a mental symptom or a physical symptom. Uh, For example, intrusive thoughts, which I'll definitely make an episode about in the future. Um, But intrusive thoughts are something that I spend hours researching. Why do intrusive thoughts happen? How do they happen? How do you make intrusive thoughts uh, stop? I would go on and on with this for hours a day. And so there was a point where I would actually not really be engaged with what was going on in the real world because I was so busy trying to figure out what was going on with me mentally or physically. And so uh, it got to a point where it was just, it was bad. And I could tell that it was bad. So on top of the anxiety, depression, and all that, like I just wasn't present for my family. And so I had a desire to stop. I wanted to stop self-diagnosing. I wanted to stop thinking that I was dying at every little sign, for me a sign, really it was just normal life. So That was my desire in that moment is to overcome this constant need for confirmation from Dr. Google. How many of you are there? Or how many of you have been there before where you just know, okay, this is not good? And so the wall that I came up against with trying to overcome this is that I had so many different things going on medically that I 
just felt like I had to know. I, I need to know, you know, like what if I'm actually like dying and I wait too long to research this and then it's already too late. So that was something that was always in the forefront of my mind is like, I can't stop researching. I can't stop Googling because I need to know. And if you have any anxiety, then you're familiar with that um, feeling that if you feel like, okay, in this moment, I need to know this information. When you're anxious, you absolutely need to know in that moment because it feels very, very urgent. And that's what anxiety does to you. It kind of speeds up things and makes things seem like they're more urgent, more fast, um, more necessary than they really are. And so that's the feeling that I was feeling. And what I realized is that the actual research that I was doing, the Googling that I was doing on a daily basis was providing fuel to the anxiety that I already had. So let me try saying that another way. By giving myself what I thought was confirmation on what might be happening, I actually made myself more anxious. So the ringing in the ears, for example, if I were to research ringing in the ears or what are the first signs that you may be going deaf and something happened to pop up with ringing in the ears, I would immediately go to that and then I would get anxious about it. And even if I researched and let's say it was the heart palpitations and I found positive information to confirm that I'm not actually having a heart attack, so I would feel better in that moment, but it actually fueled my mind's thinking that, hey, we have to research because it tells us yes or no. It gives us a clear black or white. So whether I got confirmation that I was going through something um, like going deaf or that I wasn't, either way, I was actually just adding fire to that anxiety. And I hope that makes sense to you that if you always are looking to to anything really as kind of like, okay, this is going to tell me, this is going to help me to not be anxious, then it actually adds more anxiety, which is a really weird thing. It might give you some sort of momentary pleasure, but In the long run, it's actually hurting you more than helping you. So once I had that epiphany, I realized that I had to stop. I had to stop going down this road on a daily basis. And I had to just kind of pump the brakes and just trust that I was going to be okay. So I had to fast Google. And I can't tell you how difficult that was for me because in the beginning, it brought so much anxiety. I would hear a ringing in my ear and I would feel like I have to research it. Even though I've researched it before, I just have to get confirmation again. And when I was fasting, I couldn't. I would have to go back to my notes or um, ask someone else and be like, hey, remember that time when I researched ringing in the ears? Can you just confirm that, um, that I found information that told me that I wasn't actually going deaf and that it was something else and all these things and actually had to put barriers in place. So not only just um, giving up Google, giving up searching, but I also had to tell people in my life and my support system, hey, this is what I'm trying to overcome. I need your help. And you're going to be my Google person. I actually assigned two ladies in my life as my Google people. And whenever I had the urge to Google something, I would have to first text them about it. 
And then they would tell me whether or not it's a good thing to research. And then if they're like, okay, that's something we can take a look at, they would actually be the ones to Google it for me. So I never actually got on to Google and would look at the symptoms. So they would send me what information they thought was relevant. And that would be the end of it if they even thought that I should have the information. So that was one part of what I did. And then the other thing was I utilized my support system to not continuously give me confirmation. So let's say going back to the floaters in the eyes. So for me, floaters in the eyes equated to blindness. I was constantly thinking like maybe I'm actually going blind. And I had to tell my family to not confirm for me whenever I was having this anxious feeling that I'm not going blind. And the reason why is that you start to look for people, look at people for confirmation instead of Google that you're looking at. So it just kind of passes it off to another entity, if you will. And so I had to tell them, like, if I'm having this concern or this worry, just kind of not ignore it, but maybe bring the conversation in a different direction or something. But don't say like, oh, it's going to be okay. Remember last time you researched it, we saw that the floaters in the eyes are totally normal. Um, Everything is fine. Because if they did do that, like I said, it just kind of transfers that need for confirmation to that person. And so I told them not to confirm it for me, not to help me to, uh, to feel any better in that moment. I needed to just feel that anxiety and be okay with it. And so um, during that time, I had a lot of anxiety attacks because I was so anxious about all these different things. And I guess the medical world, I'll say, they would term that as being a hypochondriac, which a lot of people have heard that term before, but really having health anxiety, being constantly worried about whether or not you're going to live or die, you're going to go blind, deaf, um, all those things, that is just under the health anxiety category. And that is really where a lot of my anxiety came from is health-related things. And so I would start to have anxiety attacks. And I had to learn that it was okay for that to happen for me to get over this barrier. And I will say that now it's a totally different experience. So if I have ringing in my ears or I experience floaters or my heart skips a beat or whatever it is, I don't even have this urge anymore to go and research what it is. If it's something that I feel like it's that serious, I will call the nurse line for my doctor or I'll make an appointment or whatever it is, but I won't look to Google to either validate or invalidate what I'm thinking is going on. And it's really important to do that because all the information that's out there on the internet is not necessarily true and it does not take into account everything that you personally are going through. And so if you are someone who looks to Google for any like medical thing that you're going through, I would really encourage you to step away from it and perhaps uh, do what I did and assign someone as like your Google person and then tell your family not to go into this with you, not to uh, confirm or invalidate or whatever you want to say. 
any symptoms that you're having or symptoms that you would normally research. But it is possible to get over it and there is definitely a sense of freedom after that. I have freed up so much of my time and so much of my mental space by not treating every single thing that I experience physically as something important and something that needs to be researched or handled. And so if you are tired of constantly Googling your symptoms, hopefully this is helpful to you. And if you know someone who is experiencing this, please do share this podcast with them. And my goal is for the information that I share to help other women. So if there's anyone who's going through postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, even if they have not voiced to you that this is something that they've experienced, it happens with a ton of women. So feel free to share it. Uh, And if this content is valuable to you, please do subscribe and I will see you in my next episode. Have a great day. Bye-bye.